You're listening to the Antos Podcast, where we explore the nature of stories and the pursuit of being in truth. I'm Matt. And I'm Vod. And our sentience depends on you. Now cue the intro music. My brethren, ignore the other facts. They cannot connect the other strange things that are happening. They are deaf to my objections and blind to my discoveries. Perhaps they are. Perhaps I am mad or jealous or simply deaf. My name is Quan, philosopher, scholar, and trader. I am the one who discovered Alendi and I am the one who first proclaimed him to be the hero of ages. I am the one who started all of this. All right, chapter Chapter three. three. My bad. I took a little bit of liberty in those. A couple of the words are off, but it's basically it. (laughs) Well, I said literally last episode, spoiler alert, we're going to figure out who it is. There we go. We figured out who's writing the the things. (laughs) So, Quan. So, we know of Quan from the first book. Okay. He's mentioned only in the epigraphs. He is mentioned only in the epigraphs, but he's the one who discovered the hero. And so the hero is Alendi. We have a name. Yes. So we have the, the, the name of the hero. And what do we remember from Quan in the first book? We remember he that. He was trying to figure out if trees could think. He was trying to figure out if trees <laughs> could think. Um, but also uh, that he betrayed, uh, he betrayed him, uh, the hero of ages, he, uh, who we now know as Alendi. He writes in the journal, I don't know why Quan betrayed me. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said that I would kill him right now if I knew where he was. So this is the guy who betrayed Alindi and said, started telling everyone that he wasn't the hero of ages. Yeah. And uh, I mean, he also discovered him. All right, all right. Sorry. So we can't talk about it. chapter three. Chapter three sorry. <laughs> We're going to go over that in a bit. Sorry. Chapter all right. three. All right. So we, we have another Ellen's point of view. Um, He's trying to figure out all the theory. He has all the knowledge and all the theories down on how to properly run a government. But he realizes that theories don't always work, turn out the, you know, the way that you want them to. Nothing's perfect. And he's super frustrated with the fact that he has to deal with this council, the assembly, that he himself wrote into law. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that makes a lot of sense. He's like, he's something like, oh, well, you know, I, I have all these people who got, I'm trying to give power to, but maybe the Lord Ruler had a good idea with holding all the power for himself. Yeah. And he goes, at least during this time now, with like an army at our door, like at least right now, it would be better if he didn't have to rely on these people to make decisions. Um, But yeah, so, you know, Vin's walking on the roof and then we get a, a point of view shift to Vin and Vin's up there you know, trying to figure out kind of like life, right? She's sitting here like, man, the Lord Ruler was everything at one point. And now he's nothing. You know, he's gone. And now there's dozens of warlords fighting over the final empire. So we can see now how Straff has an army. And we now know there's even more armies just like his out there. The whole thing is shattered. And just like the crew planned, you know, it's in pieces completely. Everyone's fighting everyone at this point. So, Vin realizes that she can pierce, or no, she, I mean, realizes, sorry, she goes over the fact, she goes, I can pierce copper clouds, I know that, you know, and Marsh, so apparently, you know, confirmed that steel inquisitors could pierce copper clouds, 
And when I read that, I was like, wait a second, you're right. Where's Marsh? Yeah. <laughs> but we haven't heard him yet. Heard yeah, about him yet. We we don't we, I mean that's where where's everyone? They keep bringing up those like Breeze. We haven't seen Breeze in like a month. I'm like, oh yeah, where is Breeze? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. And so she is kind of like trying to figure out all the, like if she's actually different because she's like going re- revisiting everything i can pierce copper clouds she goes i was able to draw upon the mist to fuel my allomancy and I, re- I remember at the end of the book last book they briefly mentioned that and i was kind of like what the heck is that um but she hasn't been able to do the mist thing again and she she i think she's just like kind of in like imposter syndrome right now because she's like i really wish kelsey was here yeah I really just, I Don't wish, I wish he was here and he could do like, cause he would know what to do and I'm not going to like live up to what people think. Not like him. He, he's an actual legend and, um, she's just out there burning her bronze and oh no, someone's here. She feels an alimantic pulse and she's like, wait a second. This pulse is like, like directly in front of me. This reminds me of that like scene in aliens where they're like bling. Bring, yeah, bring, and the dot gets closer and closer, and they're like they're right on top of us, man. <laughs> but yeah. then she, so, so okay. she, she's like, yeah, it's like right in front of me. What the heck is this? And you know, yeah. Wait, there's something in there's something in the mist, and uh, yeah, we kind of shift back to an Ellen's point of view at that point. So Ellen's point of view. You know, he, he's received a letter from King Straffincher saying, Son, you did the family proud. I can't wait for you to turn over Lufidel to me. Attaboy. P.S. P.S. I really, really promise I won't kill you when I take over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Finger quotes King. Yeah, mm. King Straffincher. Oh, boy. Um, But yeah, so uh, I I think I wrote this down wrong because I swear maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe not, but I want to say you can confirm this for me. Straffincher, it said he conquered the northern dominance, right? That was where they were. They were from. I think that's it. If not, I'm sorry, but <laughs> I think he, mm. I think he said he conquered the northern dominance. The only the only the only dominances I hear about were when they talk about where the assassins came from. So I know there's the yeah. Anyway, we'll keep going. But I'm sorry if I got that one wrong. But it's it's a dominance. It got conquered. It's a dominance. It's dominance. Yeah, it's dominance. So. Um, yeah, Vin comes in to the window. Ellen's still just kind of watching her, and he mentions how paranoid she is, which, I mean, that's straight up the alley for Vin, you know? Vin's, like, checking under the bed, <laughs> like, anywhere someone could be hiding, and Ellen's like, I've literally been in here for, like, three hours. <laughs> there's no there's no one in here. But, uh, yeah, we get this offhanded comment, too, while Ellen's just kind of gushing over, you know, Vin being, like, all, like, lovey-dovey, and he's just like... Yeah, it's kind of like a bummer she, like, refused to marry me when I offered. It was like, oh. Oh, yeah. No, Vin, uh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. She just straight up say denied him. This is the first time that was mentioned. That's true. He <laughs> just, like, casually dropped. He's like, yeah, that's kind of a bit of a bummer. <laughs> and I was like, okay. But um, Ellen goes over in his mind here, and this is the big important thing. Vin tells Ellen she's out of ATM, and... You know, we kind of knew that. They never found the ATM, but it's still confirmed. It's a year later. They never found the Lord Ruler's stash of ATM. Right. And it's even more rare now because the pits are gone. Yeah. So, cool fact, Pharaoh Kimmy. Pharaoh Kimmy, cool fact. Um, 
it, it, they mentioned that like they burned the Lord, they melted down the Lord Ruler's bracers. So it ta- apparently it takes ATM to store youth. Makes sense. Makes a ton of sense. But uh, yeah, so Elend does not want to be the Lord Ruler, but he's kind of like, I really think it would be a good idea. Maybe I don't know. And Vin's like, No, you're you're a good guy, and um, that's not you. You know, you're you're a good man. And we get the sense of like we see Ellen begin pointing out that like Vin doesn't wear gowns anymore. She isn't overly girly anymore, like she was when she was being Lady Renew or uh Lady Valette. And um but she does still do one thing. She does apparently still put on perfume around him. And so like I think there's like this bit of a conflict in Vin, you know, between being the the protector versus wanting to maybe go back to that sort of thing she misses a bit. Yeah, I think of it I think it almost like uh you know, when you start working outside a lot, you get your hands dirty and you're covered in grime all the time. You don't notice it. But then as soon as you wash it off, you're like, ah, I don't want to be dirty anymore. Yeah, maybe. So maybe. She, maybe she takes baths now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but um, Ham arrives. We learn that Ham is the captain of Ellen's guard. So not a general, but the captain of Ellen's personal guard. Pretty, pretty cool. Uh, it was like that off mention. He's like, I'll do it, but I don't want to wear a uniform. Mm-hmm. Okay, Ham. But um, we learn that the assassins are actually Westerners. That it is the Northern Dominance confirmed. <laughs> the assassins are Westerners, which means Straff Venture didn't send them. Yeah, that's what that was the point. It was like something they came. They, he's like, I don't think they had. He has any allies up in the West. Yeah, and, and then and then Ham mentions like, do you know who King Set is? Oh boy, <laughs> An- another king. Indeed, that is the king in the West. Apparently, king of the North. King of the North. <laughs> um. So Ham really struggles with the idea that, you know, he's like, why don't you just talk to your father? And Ellen's like, bro, that's not how this works. He's just stuck on the idea. He goes, let me tell you about the first time he tried to get me killed. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) A father kills his son. I've heard it the other way, but like, Mm -hmm. and anyway, he's just like, all right, you need to, you know, Ham, you need to chill out, you know? And he says this, the best quote. I have half a dozen warlords with superior armies breathing down our neck. The assembly is a mess. Uh, barely a month passes without someone sending assassins to kill me. And the woman I love is slowly driving me insane. And Ham shrugs, mm, you know, is that all? You know, we could totally be facing an immortal god and all of his powerful priests instead. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And that's where we're left with the end of chapter three. A good one. Chapter four, Sazed point of view. Did we ever get Sazed point of views in the first book? No, I don't, I don't think no, we did. Never he was did. just always yes, yes. <laughs> a Sazed point of view. Nice. All right. So this one's really quick. I think I have like three sentences of notes on this one. Yeah, because but... a lot of it is just Sazed being a good guy. Like really, that's what it is. So there were some important points that we got to go over. Oh, we will definitely. We will. We will. <laughs> so we get the Sazed point of view. He's in the Southern dominance, I believe, either Southern or Eastern. I cannot remember. Sorry, there's too many. He's in one of the. The four directions. I only know two. <laughs> I only know two directions. Um, all right. So we learn that he's inspecting a, a ska who's been like, who died of some way. And we learn that the ska are scared because they saw the mist during the day, which has never happened before. As far as they know. Yeah. it kind of doesn't even know whether he needs to believe it. Right. He goes, he goes, I want to believe this person because he seems so genuine, but that's never been seen before. Mm hmm. And so he's like, oh, okay. But 
we get Pharaoh Kimmy point of views. Oh my gosh, Season His Mind goes over how Pharaoh Kimmy works. He talks about actually going into the mind, pulling the memory. We learned that when they pull the memories in here, that the memories actually decay if they stay too long out. Because he goes, I can pull it out and it will decay just like every other memory. So I need to make sure to put it back in my mind as quick as possible. Oh, oh I just, I, if you listen to us the entire first book, I just nerded out over Pharaoh Kimmy every chance I got. I'm, I'm like, a, like becoming a Pharaoh Kimmy scholar now. So, <laughs> so you know, Sazed. The big thing here, I think, is Sazed is saying this. He's trying to figure everything out, and he's trying to like reason with himself to try to convince himself that what they did was ultimately the right decision. Because ever since the Lord Rulers died, the common skull have suffered more than they did underneath him. You know, relatively, if we if we exclude the outliers of being killed in the streets like animals or being beaten to death on the plantation, like that central point. They are suffering more because there's no longer a, an army that can protect them. Because if you know, Ellen's army, who I guarantee would be protecting people, is literally all held up in Luthadel being sieged right mm-hmm. now. So there's no one to protect them. They're they're starving. They're they're basically everything's going wrong here. And he's like, the ska still feel beaten down. Yeah, I mean they have their their infrastructure is gone, and also they don't have. Uh, the knowledge to make that infrastructure and that's what his whole point is is that's what he's trying to give them and other things yeah the ska even at one point go why did the lord ruler abandon us yeah they long for him they're like they they long for any sort of stability stability, that's really what it is and so says it's sad because he go he goes the keepers kept all of this knowledge and now, you know, the I can't be mad at the people because they're not in a state to be able to accept it. They're in survival mode. And, you know, this, you know, religions and stuff don't matter to them. Well, that's what he said. He said, like, he never he wasn't prepared for the fact that people wouldn't want what he had to offer, essentially. Yeah. And we, we end this scene, you know, he buries the body. He does like this religious, this religious prayer, this religious service explains it. And then he goes, all right, I get it. I don't want to know about religions, but I have some actual like. Or I don't want to say actual useful information, but he goes, I have some like materialistically useful information, stuff that will actually help you, you know, like you said, build that infrastructure to, to stay alive. And that's where we end with chapter four. And, oh, I'm so happy we get Sazed point of view. Yeah, Sazed, um, you know, he's, uh, it warms my heart to see him again. Uh, he got all this stuff going on because uh, my thing is that, um, revisiting this whole series being able to have Seiza as a character come up uh he was i i forgot how like we actually didn't see as much of him in final empire as i like remember in my remember in my mind as though we can remember somewhere else in my copper mind um but i've seen it with my eyes i've seen it with my i dreamed it in my head um <laughs> but uh it was really really neat to be able to kind of review pharaoh Kami in this sense because i forgot how you know copper mines work but what I can say that I never forget is giving a good rating and sharing with everyone everyone that we exist as a podcast. Let everyone know we we're here. We're a small we're a small project. We hope to be less small in the future. Appreciate everyone who's been following us so far. Yes, thank you. <laughs> but um, but I forgot that the that things degrade, and you know uh, these chapters move so quickly. So we're going to be getting even more like Pharaoh Kimmy as yeah. we go through through it. As you said, like yeah, no no spoilers on this one. I said no. in our very beginning intro episode when we we're talking about why I read the Mistborn in general is like every book focuses on a magic system, and it feels like we're going to get more Pharaoh Kimmy this book 
Yes, uh, but what we get is like more of the environment of what's going on. Like we, you wouldn't have expected that people would be longing for the return of the final empire, except for like the nobles. But like the ska are like, look, you know, we're, we're stuck. It's the only life they knew. Right, but it makes perfect sense, right? It's like, look, we're kind of screwed here because like without all this uh, infrastructure in place, we don't have, you know, a really good way of making food. Uh, we don't have good protection. There's bands of people. So from, from their standpoint, you know, the Lord Ruler, you know, was a distant figure, but now that that's collapsed, they're just seeing everything fall about fall fall out of place around them. And I think another thing that they don't say out loud, but I really feel like is a, is a motivating factor here too, is most ska, especially on the outskirts, never saw the Lord Ruler directly do anything evil to them. It was right. always their masters, the 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 noblemen that were in charge of them. So. All they know is the Lord Ruler died, and suddenly everything's falling apart. But the other thing is that the whole point, and this gets mentioned by Sazed, is that the only religion they've known is that the Lord Ruler is basically God, and the Steel Ministry told them, you know, he protects you, he took care of everything for you, and actually the reason you have this and your life sucks is because it's really kind of like a punishment because you guys kind of tried to betray him, and he, you know... Life, life could have been perfect, but y'all messed it up. Yeah, essentially. And so they're kind of the, the ska, as we we already know, like they're kind of already beaten down. So from their standpoint, like their lives have just been ripped away from them. Um, and says is like, oh yeah, you have like all this freedom now, and now you can do all this stuff. And like, okay. And then they have this new thing where the mists are coming out during the day, and we have this guy who supposedly died because of he, the mist. He like seized up. I right. Think that was the way that was described. And says is like, well, I guess I can take this on your word, but you know, the scar notoriously been pretty. You know, uh, you said it in the first like when we were going through the first book. They're superstitious in the prologue. I mean, it's literally in the prologue, and that's actually what you know, Kelsier fed upon in the, from the very beginning. Uh, was that you know they essentially latch on to a lot of legends they latch on to a lot of superstitions um and that's what you know ended up kind of getting them to rise up in the beginning was because they were like holy crap there's this guy kelsier and he's showing up after the dead and i mean it's like it was like a perfect storm for all that kind of stuff and Sazed was i guess thinking like hey i have all these old religions that were like wiped out by the lord ruler and your your people probably like knew about it do you want to know about that they're like um is it, is it gonna feed me no you know yeah. and says is frustrated by that um and i i can i can completely understand uh, understand what he, where he's coming from um we get a little bit more of an idea of the politics of what they're what they're dealing with i mean we have obviously straff who's uh coming in and saying i'm the king uh you know subtly not subtly uh to I mean, ellen i mean just straight up signed king straff venture so and um it's funny because like if you haven't really studied history when you talk about like the establishment of governments i mean you know you you always think i guess when i was much younger i always thought of like this the establishment of a country it was just like okay you you beat the bad guys or whoever you beat whoever was going and now we have this nice government in place and uh, we're just going to kind of set it up and when you study history you find out it was way more complicated than that and ellen's kind of showing that like he probably went in with a with his rosy glasses going okay i'm going to set up this parliament i'm king but i'm going to set up this nice group of people together 
We're all going to come together. We're going to make decisions together about how to handle this. And and everyone's going to be looking out for everyone else because we're all in this together. And he's finding out, holy crap, that is exactly not happening. And he feels like he's held back where he doesn't have ultimate power because he already set up for the beginning. But that's not how we're going to do things around here. I mean, and he still doesn't want to do it that way. Right. He's like, he... You know, it it would take a lot for him to basically say, like, maybe the Lord Ruler had a good idea here in keeping the power, you well, know, and, and that's the thing. He, he's saying, like, obviously there were some there's some things that were convenient about that, but that's not how we're going to do things around here. Um, and we're starting to see the the beginnings of that. That whole we saw this from the first book that uh, Ellen had these really bright ideas, but when he when he started seeing the world for the way it was. He was flabbergasted. Like his idea of ska, he had no idea of how how like bad things were. He always thought, oh yeah, the ska are mistreated. But then he, when he really got Vin's perspective, he was like, holy crap, it's a way worse than I even knew. But also like ska are way different than what than what I thought about and what I expected. Um, and we saw flashes of that, you know, in the first book, and. Now we have Ellen, you know, the political figure, the smart guy, the scholar who's literally been studying essentially everything he can to be in this exact position going, wow, uh, why are people not doing what they're supposed to be doing here? And so, you know, right now in this chapter, we're starting to see the beginning of the consequences of Ellen's actions. And next chapter, we're going to be seeing the consequences of Kelsier's actions. Hey guys, Vod here. Thanks for listening to the Antos Podcast. You'll start to see regularly scheduled episodes starting November 14th, 2022. And if you'd really like to follow us, please consider subscribing. We're a very small project, so please support us with likes and comments, because that's what the algorithm craves. If you're listening on the YouTube channel, please hit the notification bell. And if you want to really give us a boost, consider supporting us on Patreon, because I really need to better my hair. My brethren, blah, 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 blah. Brethren.